your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Friday, November 19th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. You can also follow the national show, Locked On NHL, and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So your Florida Panthers, the run just continues. They defeat the New Jersey Devils by a final score of 4-1 last night. After the Florida Panthers just laid a major egg last Tuesday against this uh, same New Jersey Devils team on November 9th, where they lost 7-3. Spencer Knight gave up six goals on 30 attempts. And the starter in net for the Panthers wasn't announced until yesterday morning so even during a practice Andrew Burnett didn't announce the who would be the starter for the Panthers until uh yesterday morning and I saw that Spencer Knight was going to be the starter and I said to myself hmm this is a great opportunity for a bounce back a against the same team that really what I said took your lunch money and some last time around that these two faced up in the Prudential Center just nine days ago. And my God, did Spencer Knight put up a hell of a performance for himself and this Florida Panthers team. Nothing's going to rattle this guy. Let's not forget that he had a bad taste in his mouth in his final game at Boston College giving up, I believe it was five goals. And then his uh, first game in the NHL, he wins 4-1 to against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So nothing is going to rattle this kid. And this is something that David Dwork and I talked about the last go-round when he came on the show about Spencer Knight getting a whole week off to like kind of get his head straight, going through his lumps and everything. And David Dwork talked about it, and David Dwork said that he was – he, this isn't a guy who's going to get rattled very easily. And Spencer Knight even said it in his post-game media availability about how if things went right all the time, then you're not going to learn much. And that's uh, something that Jameson Olive tweeted after the game of a quote by Spencer Knight. and. Roy Bellamy of the Dan Lepetard show with Stu, Stu Gatz also tweeted after the game saying about how him and David Dork were talking back and forth after 
Spencer Knight's media availability and talking about the calm professionalism of Spencer Knight and doing this at 20 years old for him and for this team. So beautiful to see what Spencer Knight is doing. And also, 45 saves, his career high, the now rookie record for most ever saves by a rookie for 45. Now, the previous record of that was former Florida Panther Jacob Markstrom back in 2013 when he made 44 saves on a road game against the New York Rangers, which Jacob Markstrom just got another shutout for the Calgary Flames. So now he's at five shutouts for the season. So props to him. And also more records that the Florida Panthers are chasing is the most wins right out of the gate at home to start their season, their longest home opening winning streak. And they start the season with nine, as you guys know, 9-0-0 at home. And the record is the Chicago Blackhawks of 1963-64 with 11. Right behind them is the Montreal Canadiens in 2016-17 and then the Senators in 1925-1926. So a few more games for the Florida Panthers to tie that record, which they will be facing the Minnesota Wild on Saturday and then the Philadelphia Flyers next Wednesday. The Florida Panthers will actually have three days off uh, in between their next two games. So also a great opportunity for uh, rest for this team. And also, the Cats have scored four-plus goals in every home game the, uh, this season. So, I mean, in years past, this was a team that would score a lot of goals, but also wouldn't wouldn't um defend well on the other end but this time around they're they're doing both and it's so great to see the the fact that it's co- so complimentary they're playing complimentary hockey they're playing it in all three zones and i'm going to discuss more of tonight's game about an example of that and the effort that's continued to be there for this team and let's talk about how the Florida Panthers scoring four plus goals in each game coming out of the gate. So NHL stats provided a tweet saying that the Florida Panthers are the 15 in NHL history to score four plus goals in first nine plus home games this season. The other ones are the Philadelphia Flyers in 1992-93, Edmonton Oilers in 83-84, Chicago Blackhawks in 87-88, and the Boston Bruins in 83-84. So none of them have been in the 21st century. So that that's just impressive now with this team because in this era of hockey, scoring's down. There's not as many goals as there used to be. Power plays as well. There's not as many penalties uh being called as as much as there used to be as well. Neither. And I can reference that based on the most recent episode of the Crosscheck NHL show 
uh, with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, uh, which I recommend you guys subscribing. Their latest episode breaks down details of how scoring is down and also penalties are down after the dead puck era of um, 03, 04 after that and how everything has has uh, slowed down as far as the game in just the last 10 plus years. So the fact that the Florida, the, the, point, the point in all of this is that the fact that the Florida Panthers are doing this in this era of hockey is the most impressive part of it all. So this is a special team that, um, that you, the Florida Panther fan, gets to watch every single day. And I can't, there's, there's so many adjectives that you could use. And we'll talk more about special teams uh, later in the episode. So, but this is, in, in fact, a very special team. And I didn't even get to mention that they did this without Alexander Barkov. And second game that he's missed this season, and both of them have been wins. Um, the Florida Panthers, they're on a 13-game home losing, um, excuse me, winning streak dating back to last season, ever since uh, the first one was Alexander Barkov's uh, no-look uh, goal uh, from the end of last season. So that was the start of that 13-game home winning streak at FLA Live Arena. So beautiful things to see. Every, everything, this team is clicking on all cylinders, and it's still crazy the kind of home-road splits that they, ha- that they do have at the moment. But the fact that you're able to take care of business the way you are at home, and take care of uh, business, uh, even strength as well. Um, this team is just finding different ways to win, and it's great to see. And bouncing back against a New Jersey Devils team that once again took your lunch money and some. So in the next segment, we're going to break down more of this 4-1 to win over the New Jersey Devils. So keep it right here on Locked on Panthers, your first listen of the day. I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats, and plenty of them. Maybe you want a yummy dessert but isn't so full of calories and sugar, it's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace a coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein. Covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. Share some with your family gatherings. It will make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar yet. New surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. There's nothing like Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all surprises. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 50% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% at Built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Friday, November 19th, 2021, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 4-1 win over the New Jersey Devils. So in this game specifically, the Florida Panthers were off to not the best start, but it wasn't for a lack of effort as they were out physicaling, for lack of a better term, the New Jersey Devils with 
11 hits to five. And so they were bringing the physicality there and being outshot 22 to 13 in this one. They were controlling pace. And something I talked about, I talked about in my one minute recap um, yesterday on Twitter, because for those of you who aren't on Twitter, I do a one to two minute recap every post game after to kind of promote the show. And one thing I talked about on this recap, and I'll reiterate it here on this podcast for the people who aren't on Twitter, is that Andrew Burnett talked about how he didn't want to play from behind. He wanted to control the pace of the game, how he he didn't want to chase the game, to put it in better terms. And the Florida Panthers early on with the lack of control they they were down pretty early in this one uh one nothing to the new jersey devils at 13 37 dougie hamilton uh gets a gets a goal Uyghur breaks his stick nobody picks up dougie hamilton dougie hamilton didn't play in their first matchup uh back on november 9th in the prudential center but gets his uh gets a goal on this one and i can just sense how many people were thinking Oh, here we go again after what happened 7-3 uh, last, last Tuesday. But no goal is ever safe with this team, with, with this Florida Panthers team. And it's crazy what momentum can do for a team. Uh, the Panthers were struggling in this first period. Um, Spencer Knight was incredible, saving 21 of 22 in the, the first period alone. So the New Jersey Devils were on pace to have 66 shots on goal. Of course, the, you can't expect that to go all game long because throughout intermissions, um, the players and coaches adjust uh, in between. So you, you were thinking right before the end of the first period, I was thinking, okay, how is Andrew Burnett going to adjust uh, from one period to the other? And right before you could even get to that adjustment, um, Carver Hagee scores uh, late into the first period, and that shifts all the momentum for this Florida Panthers team. And from then on, the Florida Panthers just took this game away from the Devils, and they went into that locker room it felt like a little bit of a victory for this Florida Panthers team after being outplayed, not for a lack of better effort, though, uh, in that first period. And the the Florida Panthers got one pretty early, 308 into the second period. Patrick Hornquist, and you got to give a lot of credit to uh, Patrick Hornquist as well. Um, a, a, a what kind of better player can you ask for someone in your bottom six? And bottom six scoring has just been great this uh, this year. Um, he forechecks, causing a turnover um, behind the net. Um, and Ryan Lomberg uh, finds Itu Lusterainen for his um, sixth goal of the season. Yeah, sixth goal of the season. Ryan Lomberg is now on a three-game point streak with one goal and two assists now um, in, in the last three games. So Ryan Lomberg is getting into the action. So definitely a, a guy that uh, Andrew Burnett has a hard time taking out of the lineup right now with how Lomberg has been playing. Um, Patrick Hornquist gets his seventh assist of the season, getting the secondary assist. So bottom, bottom six scoring has just been incredible for these Florida Panthers. And 
Etulusterainen, what can you say about him? There's so many great things to say about him. He having a total of well six points too. All of his all of his points have been uh, goals this year. Doesn't have a single assist, but still he's find a way to uh, get goals right in front of the net via tip-ins, via uh, the the slot and right in front of the net as well. The third goal of the game, just not even, just over a minute after, um, Uyghur doesn't, Mackenzie Uyghur doesn't get an assist on this one because he didn't touch the puck, but uh, he caused the turnover um, in the Panthers zone. Um, just uh, And Anthony Duclair was able to retrieve the puck and find in transition Jonathan Huberdeau. And Jonathan Huberdeau just, gets it past Mackenzie Blackwood and the New Jersey Devils challenged this uh play and even the Bally Sports Florida uh crew thought it was offside thought it was going back but of course there's a different brand of hockey that depending on your generation that you watch and of course with the amount of rule changes that there have been for whether it's offside or whether it's been for n- knocking down um cut cutting down cross checking as well and being a little tougher on those kind of calls the it, it can be a little easy to get mixed up in all of them and I don't blame Goldie or Randy for that because there's been just quite a few rule changes in the most recent years of that but just this morning and this is what I'm thankful about doing a recording on Friday morning uh as now it, it reads on my computer uh, uh, 9.46 in the morning. So, And by the way, most of these Friday episodes might come a little later than usual uh, based on me being off from my day job on Friday and getting more uh, rest uh, after games to provide you, the listener, a better quality product, by the way. So segueing um, into that quickly. But going back to Jonathan Huberto's goal. So Billy Lindsay uh, tweeted, and Billy Lindsay has been great, uh, a great follow on Twitter, the color uh, analyst for the radio, along with uh, Doug Plagans on 560 The Joe. He had a freeze frame of Huberto's left skate still being on the line, even though the puck was out of the zone of the blue line. And still, the freeze frame had just the edge of the skate right there. And that was enough for the referees to say that it was onside, that it was a good goal, and the Lindy Ruff was not too happy on the New Jersey Devils uh, sideline, as that was uh, something that was uh, really close. Uh, that was something that with, with, with us, we're trying to understand more of what offsides is and what offsides isn't as, as the years go by and as the rule consistently changes. So that is something that even myself, I have to adjust as well as I look to understand it more along with rule changes. And if next offseason they change it again, then I apologize in advance if uh, my brain hasn't adjusted to uh, different rules regarding that. So, and the, the, last, the last goal for uh, the Panthers uh, at... 8:15 in the second period um Duke was able to find Jonathan Huberdeau and then Jonathan Huberdeau finds Anthony Duclair right in front of the net um 
now Anthony Duclair is tied for goals with Alexander Barkov, and he's likely going to surpass uh, Barkov um, with Alexander Barkov being out. And after the game, uh, John, um, Anthony Duclair uh, credited uh, some of the moves that he had to Alexander Barkov. So it just goes to show how much uh, this uh, team loves their captain. I mean, I like their captain. I'm sure a lot of you guys like their captain, but as far as them personally, the people who spend the time in the locker room, the time the time that they spend with each other on the ice, they give a lot of credit and they know that he is someone who's uh, definitely missed. And again, this is a thing that could work in the short term. In the short term, keyword. And the coming back and bringing back the 911 line from last season towards the second half of last year it just goes to show that Anthony Duclair uh, really picked up right where he left off. And right before the game, I want to talk a little bit quickly. Right before the game, Steve Goldstein shared a video on Twitter about Anthony Duclair negotiating his own contract uh, for the Florida Panthers about how he want, how Duclair wanted to bet on himself to negotiate his own contract. And... You know, that could be risky for players. You might not get the amount of money that you that you might command if you are your own agent. And of course with um but of course with Duclair getting the money that he got, would he have gotten more? I honestly don't know the answer to that, to be quite honest. But he is saving a little bit of money, not only in state income tax but paying an agent a portion of your salary as well. So smart business move by Anthony Duclair. And best of all, he has some term on his contract. So he is not without a job, regardless of whether he stays here whether he, or whether he gets traded somewhere else, which I don't anticipate at this time uh, him going somewhere else because the, the fit that he is on this team, whether it's been with Barkoff or Rahegi or Bennett and Huberto, and when when Alexander Barkov does come back, that that could very well be a line that sticks together. You just shift it one place down and bring it back to being the second line that it was last season. And Barkov could be reunited with Carter Hagee. And Carter Hagee right now is paired with Anton Lundell and Sam Reinhardt, and you could put, have those three together, a line that was there for opening night that only lasted a game and a half, really. And coaching staffs, regardless of whether you're a contender or a pretender, they're going to experiment with lines. And right now, this is a good experiment for Andrew Burnett while Barkov is out of the lineup. And I was also looking forward to Anton Lundell as well, getting more top six minutes because the plan the plan is to eventually get him as the 2c eventually and the the fact that he's getting that experience early on the florida panthers are winning as a result of that as far as calder trophy odds for anton lindell i don't think he's going to win the calder this year because usually you would favor that for a team that's doesn't have much around them and that they are lighting it up more around everyone else. And that's a situation that you have in right now in Detroit with a player like Moritz Sider and Spencer Knight. It's kind of hard to give uh, Calder trophies to goalies, 
but I'd rather have wins. I'd rather have balanced scoring as well. So the the what what the Florida Panthers are doing and the fact that they now they're they're as far as goals for per game, they're now leading the NHL. They've uh passed the Edmonton Oilers now in most goals for per game. Goals against they're number five and number one in the league is Carolina. Carolina is as far as points percentage, the best in the NHL. And uh I stayed up for that game last night, um Ducks um Hurricanes and man and be mostly because not only the Carolina Hurricanes are a team that the Florida Panthers are watching in the Eastern Conference, but the Anaheim Ducks are a great story for the Western Conference. And more more uh more on this game against the New Jersey Devils, you would think that even after a four to one lead heading into the third period where the Florida Panthers outshot the New Jersey Devils twelve to ten in that second period alone. Uh, out hitting them fourteen to nine as well, so the physicality was there continued, but the second period resulted in more shots on goal, and the Florida Panthers didn't take their foot off the gas whatsoever, and they were still playing in all three zones. Aaron Eckblad had a sequence of a back check that created transition opportunity, and uh, and and still was denying many plays in the neutral zone as well. So. Another uh, great effort by this Florida Panthers team, and even though they had a huge lead, they were still attacking um, the New Jersey Devils um, often. And after the fourth goal, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood was pulled for Jonathan Bernier, uh, former Detroit Red Wing Jonathan Bernier. And um, this uh, the 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 effort was there regardless of lead or not and one thing that the broadcast mentioned that the florida panthers have at least 21 goals in each period this year so it they're starting hot and they're finishing hot in every single period so that that that's great to see and the florida panthers i looked on nhl.com just now they have 66 goals on the season through 16 games excuse me 17 and you think 21 goals each period you multiply 21 by 3 that's 63 so it the the balance there is not is is very equal to what they're doing in every single period this year and of course the the performance by spencer knight and even though he was already Passed his career high at the time, which was 39 saves. Um, he still made beautiful saves, and the 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 icing on the cake was just a backhand opportunity by Devils captain Nico Heizer, who went tried to go past his uh, left leg towards the towards the post. And Spencer Knight, despite the lead, and said no, he was gonna top it all off. With, um, and just great great things all around for this kid. And a great game for him mentally to, and and I'm not saying he hasn't lost his confidence, but a good game for him to gain more confidence as the team around him believes in him and he himself believes in him too. 
which 45 saves on 46 attempts and after that rough week the ro- as far as the road trip for for him and nothing nothing uh nothing is going to rattle him much at least so now he improves his record to 5 2 and 1 a goals against average of 298 and a save percentage of 904 so yeah um those uh that road trip really uh messed up his numbers a little bit but hey um he he's where this won't be the last time we see performances like this. I'm mean, 45 saves, maybe not, but uh, maybe a game that you see the 20 year old sometimes take over. So great things to see for this uh, young goaltender. In the next segment, we're going to preview Saturday's matchup against Kirill Kaprizov and the Minnesota Wild as they'll be coming down to Sunrise, Florida on Saturday. So keep it right here on Locked On Panthers. Your first listen of the day we're back and better than ever all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season as always battle line is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface even more odds props and contests battle line continues to be the number one source for everything football head to the website or use mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from football to basketball, boxing to hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 4-1 to win against the New Jersey Devils at FLA Live Arena on Thursday night. So Saturday night, the Minnesota Wild will be coming to town on a 6 p.m. puck drop for the Panthers versus the Minnesota Wild. So the Minnesota Wild, they are a team that scores a lot. They are fourth in the NHL, where the Panthers are first. Of uh, The Minnesota Wild do score 3.44 goals. Per game, just like the Florida Panthers, uh, the Minnesota Wild special teams uh, isn't the best. But quick, quick thing about the Panthers is: Would you rather be on this streak and struggle even strength, or would you rather be struggling on the power play? And I think the answer is easy. Where the Panthers are so great at even strength that when the power play does start clicking, it's going to be even better for this team. So I'm not worried about the power play. Uh, right now for this team but going back to this preview for the panthers versus the wild though the wild do score a lot of goals they also give up a lot of goals do you know what their goals against per game is 3.06 they give up a lot where they're 21st in the league at 3.06 and the Wild, they're coming off a 7-2 win just on Thursday against the Dallas Stars. They're tied for first in the Central Division along with the Winnipeg Jets who lost to the Oilers on Thursday. And if you have a chance to see uh, Connor McDavid's uh, goal against the Winnipeg Jets, go ahead and check that out. It's another highlight reel kind of goal for uh, Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. So the 
So the again, the Wild are tied with the Jets for top in the Central Division, and they're they won by five in, on, on that one. But before their goal differential was uh, two, so they still give up quite a few bit of goals in this one. They're uh, they're number one leading uh, goal scorer um, in this one is Ryan Hartman with eight goals and four. Uh, who has also four assists for 12 points. Kirill Kaprizov, a, the rookie sensation from last year who won the Calder Trophy, um, got off to a little bit of a slower start, but he's starting to get his uh, groove on as of late, signed to a pretty big deal for the Minnesota Wild. He had four points on Thursday night against the Dallas Stars, and now as far as total points of his Fifteen, four of them came just on Thursday for the Minnesota Wild. So maybe this might be the start of a little bit of a streak for Kirill Kaprizov and and company. So um, their their number one goalie, uh, Cam Talbot. Um, his his numbers are a two point eight five goals against average with a nine oh six save percentage. Um, that's their he's their right now their uh, number one goaltender for the Minnesota Wild. And yeah, because of the fact that this will be likely a game where it could be very well a high-scoring game, like a 4-3 to type of game, a 5-4 to type of game, because of the fact that both of these teams are able to score. But defensively, uh, Florida does have the edge on that in this game, where the Florida Panthers are fifth as I mentioned the last segment, in goals against at 2.41 per game. So great opportunity for the Florida Panthers to to continue their streak to go to 10-0-1 on the season. And again, because of the fact that they score four-plus goals in each game this season is a lot to do why they are where they are, but also playing that complementary defense in front of the goalie and the goalies doing their job as well it's it's the reason why they are where they are right now and it's uh hoping to continue to see that as the florida panthers welcome the minnesota wild to town on saturday november 20th puck drop at 6 p.m and on monday and after that the florida panthers will have three days off before uh, facing the philadelphia flyers on wednesday so great great um Great opportunity for the Florida Panthers to get a win and a little bit of rest before the Thanksgiving weekend. So, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And when you're done listening to this episode of Locked On Panthers, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Bet. Your one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bet. Hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Follow Locked On Bet's podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team. Every day. Oh,